Okay, I got an email. I'm not going to give choices of the Shilas today. I just have one question that I thought was interesting. I thought the answer was actually more interesting than the question, which is usually not the case. But, um, but the, the, uh, the question was from a Talmud of mine who has uh, since moved on to become a Rebbe. And his, uh, his father is a very, very nice guy. I happen to know his father is a professional who I assume works in an office somewhere, and his father is like a super friendly guy. He's one of these guys that like maybe everyone else in the office is just in their own little cubicle and doing their own thing, but he's like friendly with everyone, and he knows everybody. And uh, the Talmud emailed me that his father gets a mazel tov. He just made his second shidduch in the office between non-Jews. Um, he's, uh, he's friendly with everyone. So he's like, oh, Kathy, you'd love Steve. <laughs> and like, he's, he's made like two uh, shiduchim amongst non-Jews. So, uh, the, you know, like you hear all these things. If you make X number of shiduchim, you go straight to Alam Haba, you can just eat cheeseburgers the rest of your life and like things like that, which of course are true. Um, and, he, and, and, and he wanted to know, like, does his father have that, you know, is this like, how great, of, is this a great mitzvah or the great Mitzvah. That was essentially the question. So if you actually look around in Poskim, you find that it's not so poshut that it's a mitzvah at all. So in, in general, things could fit into three categories. They could fit into the category of a mitzvah, they could fit into the category of an avera, or they could fit into the category of a dvarashus. Not really a mitzvah, not an avera, just a thing that you do, you know. No, no, no. Every shiduchim is definitely in the category. Jewish shiduchim are definitely in the category of a mitzvah. Intermarried shiduchim, definitely in the category of Avera. The question is, non-Jew with non-Jew shidduch. So what's that? Which category do you put that in? So, uh, non from a non from Jew may be in the category of both a mitzvah and an Avera. It's very interesting. And just the question is, which one is bigger? Because um, very often, what you, and, and there's a lot written in Postcom about that, because very often what you're doing in that situation is you're putting two people together who are not going to observe Taras HaMashpacha, so you're being Machshad HaMinister Nida, but at the same time, they're marrying Jews, and you know, they have a much better chance of remaining with the Jewish identity and children identifying Jewish, etc., um, by, by developing a positive family structure uh, with, with another Jew. Um, so, you know, like, you get the question also about being Masada Kiddushin for non-religious couples. I think, to, generally speaking, people do it, and they just demand that uh, she goes to the mikvah that first time, so at least, you know, directly being machshil them, um, you know, so... But, but we're not going to get into that discussion now. That's also an interesting discussion in the... What? Yeah, it's an interesting discussion in the postgim. But we're going to talk about uh, non-Jew, non-Jew shidduch. Is there any... Is it a... Is it a mitzvah? Is it an iser? Or is it like, I don't know, collecting stamps? It's not a mitzvah, not an iser. It's just like a thing that people do. And, you know, if that's what floats your boat, so, uh, you know, gesundheit. So, uh, so what, what would you say intuitively? I actually might say it was a mitzvah because then you're preventing any non-Jew from marrying another Jew. Uh, interesting. So that, that, that was one of the stories I thought that you're, you're dealing in uh, the New York area, let's say, yeah. where there are a lot of Jews, certainly in a professional office, you know, there, there are going to be Jews around. And the chances that, and the intermarriage rate is like through the roof. So uh, yeah, as you're marrying them off to each other, you're making sure it's a Maisa Hatzala. You're saving them from marrying a Jew. Um, okay, it, mitzvah, you know, maybe, maybe a, a little mitzvah, a little, a little bit of a mitzvah. So, yeah? It depends. Like, I thought non-Jews can't get divorced. And if, if, when they, 
if I imagine it's their first BF, that would be considered marriage, then you're actually causing them to be over an, on HSH. Oh, it's way too many assumptions there that I, I think are maybe not. No, sure they can. Oh, really? The, the, in, in, in the, the, the dinam of the church, they can't. But in, in, in our halachos, they can't. They... Okay, cool. Why that? Okay. Yeah. When God blessed Adam and he said, be fruitful and multiply, there was not a level of Yiddishkeit yet. Similarly, the mitzvah, or at least the mitzvah of the world of Peru Rabu, so is bringing more children into this world, maybe you're, you're, you're helping them do a mitzvah of some sort that they are obligated. So he's saying, Peruvi, you're saying, Shabbos, we have to discuss which one, if, if any. Uh, uh, there's a pasuk in the Navi Yishayo that uh, that Hashem did not create the world to be desolate and empty. He created the world to be populated. So it, you're quoting two different psukim. You're quoting Puravu, he's quoting L'Shavaz Yitzhara, that there may be a significant difference between the two Pesukim, we'll, we'll get to in a minute. Definitely Kiddush Hashem. Why is it Kiddush Hashem? That you're a nice guy. So in general, anytime a, a from person acts like a nice guy and does nice things for other people, it's a Kiddush Hashem. So you have that element, that element as well. Right? It, w- it wouldn't be a Chil Hashem if he wasn't engaged in Shaduchim, but it's... Okay, no, but it means that it's a, uh, whether it's a technical Kiddush Hashem or it's a, yeah, it, it, it certainly is, uh, right, it, it, it causes people to say, you know, Ashrei Elu, you know, that Sha'ovid uh, Elokechem, you know, that they, uh, that, that we live on a, on a, we do good things, you know, that us religious people do good things. I mean, the divorce rates in the secular world today are pretty high. Extraordinarily high. Yeah, but then you would say that, like, with all shiduchim, and you know, that's that's hard to hard to say. Yeah, you, you know, you hope you certainly hope they're not thinking that when they get married. But uh, yeah, that's uh, I don't, you know, I don't think we have to go that far. So what, what I Interesting, interesting. Okay, just a, a, an interesting twist on it. One of my Talmudim here told me today that he's developing an app, uh, some sort of dating app, some sort of matchmaking app that, uh, and that, that, that may also have a whole bunch of Shilas associated with it. I didn't really get what his app adds that, you know, existing online dating doesn't already have, but it was something that's like Facebook-based and like everyone sees everyone else's friends and just like clicks on this one and that one and puts, I'm not sure exactly, I'm not sure exactly, I didn't really get it, but um, like he has a whole bunch of other questions, forget about non-Jews, uh, can, can he, does he have to set up like an, an algorithm where, uh, where if you click on a Jew and a non-Jew where it won't, it won't click, or for that matter, a man and a man. That, uh, that that it won't click, and then uh, then he's going to have all sorts of lawsuits, and then so you know you have uh, difficult difficult questions. But let, let's go back to our question. So I, I, after thinking about it, and not just thinking about it, but looking through the postcom, first of all, I was shocked at how much was written in the postcom about this. I, I I really didn't think I would find anything. Um, I, what what I came up with is uh, three or four potential mitzvos and three potential averos. 
and then we have to sort of balance it all out and figure out what the uh, what, what the what the response is going to be. I, I just got a tshuva this morning from Yisak Zilberstein on this topic. I asked him three shilas. The other two I thought were much more interesting than this one. He wrote me like a half a line about the other two and wrote me like a full page on this one. So apparently he found this one very interesting. The reason I got into this topic in the first place is that I asked it in shul on Friday night in shul. I asked normally three questions that I got over the course of the week, and at Shalashudas I go back to discuss one or two of them, you know, whatever is most interesting. And I, I threw this in, this was like number three, I wasn't uh, that excited about it, and it's the only one that anyone came over to me over the course of Shabbos. That, oh, what, what about, they were very excited about this one, so I, I had no idea what I was going to say at Shalashudas, like I, I wasn't really planning on, on addressing it. So I, I looked in Nisun Kehilchasa right before I went to Mincha on Shabbos afternoon thinking, you know, the book has like 50 pages on how much to pay a Shadchan. So Mustama, they have one line on whether you can make a Shadduch between a Jew and a non-Jew. And sure enough, in Yisun Gilchasa, he does have one line on, on making a Shadduch between a, a non-Jew and a non-Jew, between two non-Jews. And it's interesting, he quotes the Tshuva the Chavaz Yair, and he says that the Tshuva the Chavaz Yair he writes that bimahaduros hamuucharos shel chavaz yoyir hushmat dinze that the chavaz yoyir's tshuva was was omitted from later printings of chavaz yoyir al yedeya censor avol nisha roshim b'mavtechos very interesting he said in in many editions of the chavaz yoyir this was a uh, controversial tshuva. So they took it out. The Christian censors took it out. They removed the tshuva. But they weren't clever enough to realize that it was still in the table of contents. So you would look in the table of contents and say, oh, a tshuva about a non-Jew, non-Jew shidduch. Then you'd look for the tshuva and it goes like straight from one tshuva to the tshuva after that. And it doesn't, it doesn't have it there. I looked in my chavos here in the newer editions, apparently it's back. So we, we do have the tshuva. We know exactly what the chavos said. But let, let's start with the mitzvahs. So first mitzvah, so imagine, I think David mentioned L'Shevis Yitzara, right? So, uh, so what exactly is that mitzvah, and, and why not Puruvu? Um, so the, the reason not Puruvu, the Gemara tells us that any mitzvah that was given to B'nai Noach, but then was Nishnas Basinai, was repeated at Har Sinai, is the Yisrael Nitnavalol B'nai Noach. So it's a mitzvah that's only on Jews, it's not a mitzvah for non-Jews to do. Puruvu was re- is explicit in the Gemara, is repeated at Har Sinai, is just for the Jewish people, even though initially it was given to Adam, then it was given to Noach again, nevertheless, it's a mitzvah for Jews, it's not a mitzvah for non-Jews. What about the L'Shevaz Yitzhara? It doesn't really seem like a mitzvah per se for anybody, it's more of like a statement of purpose in God's creating the world, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants certain things out of this world, and it's this broad on Hashem, that Hashem wants a populated world. So is that only for Jews to ensure that the world be populated with the Jews, or is that something that all of humanity is supposed to ensure the Ratzon Hashem is fulfilled and the world is populated? Do we derive mitzvahs from nothing? Ah, so so apparently we do, even though it's 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 it, we I guess you'd call it a mitzvah midivrei Kabbalah. Now it wouldn't count toward the Taryag, according to most, but it's a mitzvah midivrei Kabbalah. So the 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 source of this discussion, or the primary place where you find discussion Rishonim on this is a Mishnah that appears in Masechus Idios and appears in Masechus Gitten and in Basra. It's a Machlokz Beishamah and Beishilel. It's in Masechus Idios because Masechus Idios has a whole list of all the cases where Beishamah and Beishilel disagreed. And then, Chazru Beishilel Lahoros Kedivri Beishamah. Beishilel 
thought about it and said, you know what, Beishamai, you're right. Changed their mind and went back to Pascha like the Beishamai. So on that list is what to do about a person who is a Chatsi Eved v'Chatsi Ben Chorin. He's half Eved and he's half Jew. How does a person pull, you know, in the, you ask people sometimes, are you Jewish? Well, I'm half Jewish, half Christian. Which half, right? Why, why do I need to know which half? Because there's no such thing as half Jewish and half Christian. You're either a Jew or you're not a Jew. There is no half-halves. How does a person manage to pull off chatzi eved, chatzi ben chorin? So the, the way you pull it off is that a person is uh, a slave, is a non-Jewish slave, and they are purchased by two Jewish partners. Together, two people decide to chip in together and make an investment in a slave. So Reuven and Shimon buy an Evid Kanani together. Reuven then decides he's going to be Meshachrer as Evid Kanani. He's going to free his Evid Kanani. When you are Meshachrer and Evid Kanani, what happens? He becomes a Jew. It's a Geirus process. So now Reuven was Meshachrer the Evid Kanani, but Shimon wasn't. So he's half slave, half free man. So it says Beisolel, okay, no problem. Here's what you do. Have him work for himself self half the week and have him work for Shimon half the week and then he, uh, everyone's getting what they should be getting. Says Beishamai, Tikantem es rabo, es lo tiken. Great Eitza, you now figured out how his remaining master is going to get all the work that he's owed. But Nebuchadnezzar, this guy, what kind of family is he ever going to be able to have? Lisa Shivcha, He's not going to be allowed to marry a shivcha. Why wouldn't he be able to marry a shivcha? He's half Jew. Lisa Baschorin, Eino Yachal. Can't marry a Jewish woman because half Eved. And Lo Sovra, Lo We know the world was only created, quotes the Pasuk, to be populated. So how could you leave him like that? So Beshami says, here's what you really have to do. You have to convince Shimon to free him, to free him. And have the effort, write a star that I owe you half my value. And as he works and he gets a job, you know, in, uh, in, in, in whatever uh, profession he finds, he'll ultimately slowly pay back the master for, uh, for freeing him. That's the halacha. And Basil agrees to Beishamai. Ask the Rishonim several kashas. First of all, if you want to quote a pasuk about how important it is to have children, why not quote your pasuk? Why quote your pasuk? Why would you quote L'shevis Yitzhara? Second of all, there is an Isra in the Torah. In Isra say, to free a slave. Not allowed to free a slave. L'yolam behem tavodu, the Torah says. You have to keep them forever. Lama shal yovel, but you have to keep them forever. You have to keep, you're not allowed to free them. So, what? For whatever reason, that's it's an interesting discussion we've shown and why and it may be relevant. Actually, maybe we'll get to it. But the the mitzvah in the Torah is that you're not supposed to free the slave. So, I'm looking at this chazi ever. Uh, I, I own chazi. Let's say um, it would be an avera for me to free him. So, for him to do the mitzvah of having children, I have to free him. It's his. Do we tell a person Do we tell a person do an Avera so that the other guy will benefit? I'll tell you why it's not in a moment, but it's a good it's a good question. Um, 
the, the Gemara in Shabbos, for example, tells us the following. You know, the, the way they used to make bread is not, is not like, you know, they didn't have like loaf pans where they'd put the bread in and then stick it into a box oven. They had these cylinder-type ovens, and they would take the dough and wrap it around the hot cylinder, and then they would have to carefully remove the bread from the dough, the baked dough, the bread, from that cylinder. And there was an Isser de Rabbanan. The Rabbanan were gozer, uh, against Redias Hapas, that one is not allowed to remove the bread from the oven. Now there is an Isidar Raisa that you're not allowed to bake bread on Shabbos. It's one of the Malachos, right? Of Ofe, you're not allowed to bake on Shabbos. They bake the Lechem Apanim in the base of Migdash. So, in the Mishkan rather. Also the base of Migdash, but of relevance for the Shabbos, the Mishkan. So the, the, uh, the, the Gemara and Shabbos discusses the following. You're standing by, you know, doing mitzvah minding your own business, you know, sitting there learning a lot of Torah basmada, and you see a guy on Shabbos come with a raw dough and stick it on the oven. So now you have two options. You could continue to mind your own business and leave it alone, in which case you will be doing nothing, no avera, but that guy who stuck his dough on the oven as soon as it gets baked has violated a melachot so he's chayv skila. Or, you could say, you know what? I have to save him. So before the dough bakes, I'll do redias hapas. I'll get the bread off the oven, the dough off the oven before it bakes. I'll save him from the Yisra but I'm going to be violating this Yisra So the, uh, the Gemara says, you tell a person to do it, even though his Aver is only a Drabanan. We don't tell you to do even an Avera Kala to save someone else from an Avera Chamura. So the Rishonim raised the question. I'm the master of half, this half Evet. I should do an Aver of Lolam Tavodu so that he could do a big mitzvah? So that he could do the mitzvah of L'Shavis Yitzhara? Why should I do an Aver so he could do a mitzvah? Many, many answers in Rishonim. One of the answers of Tosas in Gittin Daflam Ches is that L'Shavis Yitzhara is a very great mitzvah and therefore worth violating Lolam Tavodu for. The L'shevis Yitzhara is like this massive mitzvah. It's a mitzvah, mitzvah rabbah. I don't know how you measure. Maybe a mitzvah rabbah because it's sort of a description of God's purpose in creating the world. But for some reason it, it, it rises to the status of mitzvah rabbah. One might argue, uh, you would need some rayas, but one might argue that, you know, whereas Pruravu is a mitzvah to be a parent, to become a parent and then continue to be a parent. L'shevis Yitzhar may not only be about the parent. Because what's L'shevis Yitzhar? It doesn't say go and have children. It says the world was created to be populated. And therefore, let's say I'm a fertility doctor. Am I in fulfillment of Puravu? Probably not. I'm helping, I'm doing great things, but probably not Puravu. Am I in fulfillment of L'shevis Yitzhar? Maybe. Maybe. Right, but the proper way to do it is within, uh, you know, for a number of reasons, within within a family structure. They stand the best chance that way, that's for sure. So, it could be that the ma- the reason we quote the Shavas Yitzhara as opposed to Puravu is because we're not talking about the Eved's mitzvah. It could be we're talking about the Master's mitzvah that he's got to worry about L'Shevis Yitzhara, and therefore his L'Shevis Yitzhara 
beats out his own Leolim ben Tavodu. Ah, However, Tosus and Gitten does make one thing clear. Tosus and Gitten and Malvin Beis does say very clearly that, that the reason we don't call Puravu and the reason we call Lashavis Yitzara is because Puravu is only Shaykh to the Tzad ben Chorin. It's only Shaykh to the half of him that's Jewish. But the, the Tzad Avdus doesn't have a mitzvah of Puravu. Oh, but even the Tzad Avdus has a mitzvah of Lashavis Yitzara. So you could debate whether Tosus means that an Eved is Chayev in Lashavis Yitzara. Or that everybody, even a guy, is chayiv in l'shevus yitzara. The way I read Tosos is that even a guy is chayiv in l'shevus yitzara. I've seen that some read that way, and others read that no, that it only is talking about an eved. I find it odd that it would only be an eved. But if you assume that that, uh, that every guy is chayiv in l'shevus yitzara, so you're really helping people do a mitzvah. The Chuvas Maria Sad, your Adair Simreish Lamid, says very clearly that he says Hare Aku Mitzuvim al l'shevus yitzara kmo eved. That a guy is mechuyiv in the shavas yitzara, so it, it, that that's mitzvah number one, perhaps promoting the birth of uh, of children, which is the uh, shavas Mitzvah number two, much slighter mitzvah, but some suggested here was avoiding intermarriage. And the truth is, Rav Zilberstein, who was not a fan of this, did not think people should be involved in non-Jewish yiduchim. At the end of his tshuva, writes, but if there are a lot of Jews around. Maybe 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 it's a toelas and it's a it's a it's maybe maybe it's worth it. Um, so that's potential mitzvah number two. I, I would just find it hard to believe that statistically, it's a high enough probability that they're going to marry a Jew that you would call that a mitzvah. But okay, a third possibility, and this is a little outside the box. The Medrash Rabbah tells us in Parshas Tzav. That, you know, what does HaKadosh Baruch Hu do in his spare time? So, okay, what does that mean? So, whenever you have that, you know, what makes Hashem angry or happy or sad or whatever? None of that is real. Meaning, none of that, because Hashem is neither angry or happy or sad. Hashem doesn't change. Whenever we're told about these things about Hashem, why are we told these things? Because we're supposed to do those things. We have a mitzvah, a halachta bidrachav. You're supposed to do the things that we perceive Hashem to be doing. Right? That's what we're supposed to be doing. So, if that's the case, we're supposed to do whatever the medrash is going to describe Hashem does in his spare time. And you know what the medrash says? HaKadosh Baruch Hu's mezavig zivugim. He makes shiduchim in his spare time. doesn't say make shiduchim for Jews. He's mezavig zivugim. In, in fact, the... Uh, the Achronim Rai, the, the Shulchan Ezer in Simon Gimel, says that it's a mitzvah to be involved in Shiduchim because it's a kiyum of Allah to Bidrachav. Now, he's, a, he's talking about Jews, but I don't see why not. Why not non Jews? You know, I, I, I wonder when, when the Gemara in Sota says that Arbam Yom Kodamitsir Savlad, Baskal Yotzis, Bas Ploni Leploni, is that only Jews? Or do non Jews also have that? 40 days before Yitzir Savlad, a Baskal that says that this one is going to be for this one. I don't know. I don't, I don't have any riots. Yeah. Um, could it be that, like, I mean, maybe this is a bit like Kabbalistic, that you engrossing in just regular Torah learning, things like that, is making Zibugim in the world because of the spiritual impact of your Torah or of your mixed It's a little, you know, indirect. <laughs> you know, more direct way to make a shidduch would be like Rashatra <laughs> once. I once had a Shiloh, a woman was told by her Kala teacher that. What was it? She was, no, yeah, one was told by a college teacher that after every Tashma Shamita, they should, uh, they should give tzedakah, and it would be a school to have children. 
and the the guy was out of a job, and he it was like costing him too much, so he wanted to know like, well, can we be matter neder or whatever? So first, I thought it sounded very um, Christian. Christian, yeah, like you need a kapara for every, like uh, I thought that sounded very Christian. Um, I asked Rosh Shachter, and he said, "You know, the Mishabur writes that when a woman lights Shabbos candles, Hazar The Gemara says the Mishabur says to give tzedakah right before she lights Shabbos candles, because then it enhances. When you give tzedakah along with the mitzvah, it enhances the mitzvah. So you can light Shabbos candles as chus to have bottom tamid You enhance the mitzvah by giving tzedakah. So he said, so uh, you know, lighting candles is a school for bottom tamid. You know, to have children, but uh, mitzvah zona is more than a school for for having children." So maybe you want to enhance that mitzvah. Also, he didn't think it sounded Christian. A little muzar, but he didn't think it sounded uh, it sounded Christian. Even if these are Right, Enochinami, but he's in the office. He's a friendly guy. He's just making shidduchim. Okay, Enochinami. I don't think one should make an occupation out of this or necessarily. Um, in general, Valach to Bidrachov is an important mitzvah to understand. Valach to Bidrachov is the notion of Ben Adam La'atzmo. It's what the Gra calls Ben Adam La'atzmo. We most often associate mitzvahs as either Ben Adam Lechaver or Ben Adam Lamakom, but there is this third category that we are just supposed to be good. Aside from doing good for other people, we're supposed to be good. Uh, Rav Shachter often points out that the Mechaiv of Ben Adam Lechaver, of all mitzvahs Ben Adam Lechaver, is reciprocity. Why do I have to do Bikr Cholim? Because if I were ill, other Jews have to do Bikr Cholim for me. There's an assumption of reciprocity. The, whenever there's no reciprocity, there's no mitzvah saseh bin Adam l'chaver. Lo saseh yes, because you just can't be a mean person, so you can't go around beating people up, and even without reciprocity, or uh, stealing from people, or whatever. But to go out of my way to do nice for someone else, as a mechaev bin Adam l'chaver, it's only when that person is, is obligated to do the same for me. Goyim have no obligation to visit me when I'm sick, to be menachem avel or anything like that, and therefore, I have no such obligation toward them. So, what about uh, taking care of them when they're ill or, uh, or forget about that? What about giving tzedakah or something like that? So we're mefarnesin aniyah Yaakum also. Im Yisrael. Why? There's no reciprocity. They have no chiv to be mefarnes me. Why do I have to be mefarnes them? So it's, uh, so, so, so the Gemara says, aniyah akum is mepre darke shalom. So Roshachta points out, that's ovde kuchavim. What about stamenachri? It's not an ovde avodazara. It's only made dark. That's got to be even without dark shalom. Why? Because the the pasuk tells us Kodesh Baruch Hu's merachim al kol ma'asov. If a Kodesh Baruch Hu's merachim al kol ma'asov, v'alach to bedrachov demands that we be merachim al kol ma'asov as well. So even though we don't, we we may not have a bit of mechavero mechayev, we have a bit of ma'atzmo mechayev that a person is supposed to be like a Kodesh Baruch Hu. Shafil sense of Rahmanis. You know, you hear of a, 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 a tragedy, a natural disaster in some third world country where there's no Jew within 300 miles. So, what do you say? Well, what is a person, what's a Jew's reaction? A Jew's reaction should be Nebuch, to feel for those people. And then that's why the OU and other organizations will immediately put together funds and send something, and Israel will be the, the first people to send, uh, you know, send aid and send teams of people to help them through the trauma. Not Stam because it looks good, it's good PR. No, it's more than good PR. It's, we're, we're actually supposed to feel things. You don't say, ah, a bunch of goyim, hilarious, or whatever. What? You just said we're not five to actually do anything because they have no faith to do 
No, what I'm trying to say is there's no mechayev bin adam lechaveiro, but there's mechayev bin adam laatzmo to be merachim, to have a sense of, and also that. But I'm saying even without that, even if we're leaving the PR out of it, that a person should have a sense of rachmanus. So it's still a mechayev bin adam laatzmo. So v'alach to bedrachav demands that we do that which HaKadosh Baruch Hu does. We develop our personalities after the way HaKadosh Baruch Hu's personality, so to speak, is described to us. Um, e- even if it's not about doing necessarily. Another possibility is it may also aid in the fulfillment of Shev Mitzvah Pnei Noach to uh, develop proper family structure and therefore allow them to avoid our rayos. And uh, we certainly know the Lubavitcher Rebbe was very, very into promoting uh, Shev Mitzvah Pnei Noach and, and doing Kiruv on Gayim to do Shev Mitzvah Pnei Noach. That's something I was just at the Kinnah Shluchim this week. Don't ask why, but that was, that was, that, it was a, a fascinating experience. If you ever, if if you've ever been, it's you know sitting down to a sit-down dinner with five thousand uh, Chabad shluchim from all over the world. Um, fascinating, very fascinating. But anyway, so that's one of the big points they make is that the Rebbe. Um, Zichron of Racha was 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 always uh, I don't always say that but the, the, that, that, that he was he was very into uh, making you know make, uh, promoting uh, Goyim observing the uh, the Shev Mitzvah Pnei Noach. So what's the potential avera? Okay, great Mitzvah Mitzvah. What's the potential avera? And the truth is, most of the posts can say that there's a problem. So potential avera number one is Los Sichanim. There's Nisul Los Sichanim in the Torah. Los means three things. Number one, it means los sitelam chaniya bakarka. You're not allowed to give them place to live in Eretz Yisrael. You're not allowed to sell land in Eretz Yisrael, right? If uh, they own land in Eretz Yisrael, even if they give like a 50-year lease on half a year of Rechavi or whatever, to you know this issue that's going on? Yeah, they, uh, they whatever it's bad. Um, it's, it's a problem because uh, you don't want to give... The Jewish people are supposed to want to take over Eretz Yisrael. It's, it's a political issue, though, because every once in a while it flares up. You know, if, imagine in America someone were to say, I'm not selling my house to the highest bidder because I won't sell to a Jew. Or I won't sell to, uh, to an African-American family. So that's, that's a major legal problem. You can't just say that. That's, uh, so in Israel there are people that following the halacha say I won't sell to a non-Jew, but it's a democratic society like ours where that's illegal. So it often causes like significant uh, issues. But that's that's one din. We're not getting into that din right now. That's one of the questions of Hetem Mechira also. How you could do Hetem Mechira if you're not allowed to sell land in Israel to a non-Jew. Another uh, uh, definition of Lossichonim is Lossichonim. You're not supposed to give them free gifts. Oh, but if you give them a gift and it's not free, there's some reciprocity. Like I give gifts to my, when, whenever I remember, to my uh, you know, uh, sanitation workers uh, once a year around this time of year. Not because I uh, want to give them free gifts, but because I, I would rather not find my garbage all over my lawn. So there is a certain uh, reciprocity. So, uh, an ongoing relationship, but an ongoing relationship, a reciprocity. So that's, uh, that, that, that's fine. But if it's just Stam out of nowhere and someone that I'll never see again and he doesn't need Sadaka, so it's not even Sadaka, it's just Stam, a free gift, that you don't do. Then there's a, which is very rare that the circumstance would ever arise. And then there's a third one that, Lo Sitinam Chaim. 
that you're not supposed to be overly complimentary. And you're not supposed to say, oh, how great this guy is, at this and that. So uh, also very difficult to be magdir exactly when that is violated. But several poskim say, can you imagine a greater gift than, uh, than, than, than a shidduch? He says, the, I saw in the Tshuva Zayim HaKalacha, Chelek Aleph Simen Mem Vav, he says, L'Shadecha it's, it's the greatest gift ever to give a person a life partner, to give him a wife to spend. So the truth is, it, it's true that it is a very nice thing to do for a person, but the issue is L'Sit Lahem Matnas Chinam. I'm just not sure that doing a favor counts as a Matnas Chinam because it's not an actual Matana. Like, I don't know, I don't know, is that, is that a matan? If you, if you change a guy's tire, is that, is that a matan? You do an act of service for him. You know the story that was going around about Donald Trump? I don't know if it's still going around from the 1980s. The yeshiva guy, he sees a limo pulled over on the side of the road with a flat tire, and he goes and he helps out, and he said, you need anything? And they said, oh, we're waiting for AAA. They said, they'll be here within uh, two months or something. So he said, let me just do it. In two minutes, he changes the tire. And it was Donald Trump's limo. And he says, what, what do I owe you? And the guy says, uh, nothing. It's fine. It was, you know, two minutes. It was nothing. So the guy says, so Donald Trump said, no, what do I owe you? And he said, you can send flowers to my wife. So he says, what's your address? So he gives him his address, he writes down his address, and he got a letter a week later that uh, his mortgage has been paid off. So the, okay, <laughs> whether the story is true or not, it's, it's comforting to hear it, I guess. Um, but, but, the, the, uh, but is, is that, you know, just offering that service to a random guy on the side of the road, is that, is that a violation of L'Sitana Matnas I don't know, you're not giving him a tana, you're just doing an act of service. So I did see that, um, you know, the Chuvis Eme Kalacha suggests, no, but it's a, it may not be, you may, yes, may not, certainly if you're getting paid for it, it's not a violation of Matnas but it is L'Sitana Chain, because the way to make a Shidduch is not to go over to the young lady and say, see that guy over there? He's like slightly below average, he's perfect for you. You know, like, you, the, the, the way you make a Shidduch is you talk about how great he is, He's, he's so nice, he's so funny, he's so this and that. So he, he, it involves a good deal of sitin lehem, sitin chain. In fact, I saw that Rav Zilberstein wrote to me that the Torah I was unaware of this, Torah Tzmim and Zavar and Paragzayin, Oschez, he doesn't call it, go so far as to call it mamishin iser of, of Los Yicharim, but he says, to be meshadech is a nidnud avera of L'Sita Lemchein. It like has a little uh, shmek of an iser of, uh, of L'Sita Lemchein, yeah. You're just helping, like giving an idea, like this person would work for you. It doesn't mean that that actually. But normally, yeah, if you've been in Shaduchim, normally you have to sell it a little bit. So, you know. Yeah, but it doesn't know, you know. Okay, Enoch Nami, Enoch I was talking to Rav Sachs about this. I asked him, he was like, yeah, come on. You know, like, no, he was like, mm hmm, mm hmm, mm hmm. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, yes, 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 no. Okay. <laughs> the, the, the other. What? He was it? No, no, he was against saying that it was an iser. Oh. He didn't think that it was an iser. The, uh, the, the other possible iser, the second possible iser, there is Allah in Yerodeasim Kufnan Dali based on the Mishnah Masechs of Adazar Davchavav. The Mishnah tells us and the Halacha tells us that Yisraelis lo tanik leben nachri, a woman shnapi, a Jewish woman shnapi, a wet nurse for a non Jewish child, afil b'schar, even if she's going to get paid, and veloti yalid la'akum elim keni yaduelim yaledes. She's not supposed to be a midwife for an akum, unless she's a known midwife and it's going to be really problematic to say no. 
So where does that come from? It shouldn't be a midwife. So the Mishnah Avodah Zarah says, Beferish, because you're going to be Megadal Ben Avodah Zarah. Here you're delivering a baby that's going to be Ovid Avodah Zarah. So you shouldn't be Megadal Ben Avodah Zarah. So what Darkei Tshuva and Yeradeh over there says, is, so Shidduch is also, you're being Megadal Ben Ben Avodah Zarah. A lot of assumptions over there, no? How many assumptions are we making? What, what are the assumptions? A, that they're going to have kids. B, that they're actually going to get married. Or the other way around, right? Who knows? Who says they're religious? Who says they're religious at all? In our society, many of them are just secular. I have no concern for any religion. And if they are religious, who says their religion is Avodah Right? So it, it may, you know, we may have to go revisit that old topic of, uh, you know, of, of, of whether Christianity is Avodah for a guy. For a Jew, there's no debate. For a Jew, it's Avodah But uh, whether, whether a, a non-Jew observing Christianity is a violation of Avodah for them, that's an interesting discussion in the Rishonim. I just want to be clear about that. Um, sometimes people get the wrong impression when they hear a machlokas, whether Christianity is Avodah We are not suggesting, if you say that it's not Avodah for a guy, we are not suggesting that it's correct. We definitely believe that the idea of the Trinity and all, it's erroneous, it is wrong. It's just a question of, do we allow Goyim to make that mistake? But it is not, it is not at all correct, right? The correct thing, the right thing, the true thing is the one and only God. Okay, we want to make that, you heard it here first, that uh, we believe in the... in, in the, uh, that's a good question and the truth is I don't know I don't know enough about it but there are people that, that argue that uh, certainly distinctions can be made um, in the Knesset HaGadol in Yerdeh Sim Kofnan Dalid he says he's not sure if it's Mutter to make Shiduchim but he quotes from Maram Chalava who says in the Tshuva that it's Asr uh, but that same Maram Chalava says but even though it's Asr the Minig is to be Matir and Hanach Lem Yisrael Mutav Shishogin Leave people alone if this is what they do. Better that they, they should be shogun valid to mazidin. Very strange. Like people wouldn't listen if you tell them not to me. I, I don't know. I'm not sure why. In the Zera Emes he says he quotes that Maram Chalva and he says Devarav Timuhim. Very very strange Maram Chalva. Now that redacted Chavos Yair writes that it's mutter. The reason it was redacted because he then writes, I have a Kabbalah mipigadolim uzikenos. Such a strange phrase. A Kabbalah from who? From gadolim and it's a Baba Misa, right? And from zikenos. That's what it literally means, a Baba Misa, right? It's from the Babis. So I have a Kiyama Asik Be'ele lo Yetze Naki Mizera Shemakdiach Tavshila. That someone who does this kind of thing, his children are going to go off the path. Yeah, after he's saying, mutter, mutter, mutter. And by the way, your kids will go off the derech, so good luck. <laughs> if you look at the Chavaz here, it's not abundantly clear that he's talking about making shiduchim for Gaim or hiring prostitutes for Gaim. So it's not abundantly clear, because he's talking about both in the previous, in the previous paragraph. So if you look at the Chavaz here, it's not, it's not, I mean, you could, you could imagine the Makdiyach Tavshilo would go on the ladder, but not, not, not abundantly clear. Um, yeah, exactly. Um, we... Right to Bendel's? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the, the Baramosha says it by right to Bendel's. He says, Beferish. <laughs> says. Yeah, I know it doesn't say it anywhere, and the only place it says it is Tosefta and Shabbos, that it's Dark Amori, but my Bubby. 
My Bubby said so. So yeah. my Bubby said so. Then that's the way it's got to be. Um, so that's a, quite an amun and a maseira. Um, <laughs> now there there are a lot of reasons why, like, like we said, that that why this might be mutter anyway. First of all, it's so much. It's more removed. You're not delivering a baby for Avodazara. You're making a shidduch. Chavis Yair says it's a gram rachok, and that's why it's it's mutter. In Shuvas Arashba, just to add to this, Shuvas Arashba writes that Rofe Yisrael mutter lasos refuel inachrios kadesha tasaber. If you're a fertility doctor, you can do you you can. Make sure that she's able to get pregnant. Mishum Eva, for Eva reasons. And the Ramban was a fertility doctor who used to help out non Jewish women. So uh, they quote from the Orchos Chaim, that Rabbeinu Yona wrote to the Ramban, <laughs> a sarcastic letter from Rabbeinu Yonah to his mechutin. Ah, now you bring more Amalek into the world. So it seems that Rabbeinu Yonah wasn't so thrilled with this idea of, uh, of, of bringing more, more of the Chavim into the world. Um, in the Hagos Varos on the bottom of the Torah, he explains that once she's pregnant, she'll find somebody to deliver the baby. So helping her deliver may not be as bad as helping her get pregnant in the first place if she's unable to get, to get pregnant. Maria Asad writes that, that he thinks he'd agree to the Ramban, and he's only saying, Also, though, it's not a Maisibiya Dayim that you're doing over here. You're not delivering a baby. You're making a suggestion. And that point is made by the Zerah Emes as well. Uh, you know, and then you have the, the issue of whether Christians are in fact of, of the Avodah Zarah. Um, the, the, the third potential issue, just very quickly, Yushalmin Avodah Zarah, Perek Alf, Zion, Darshins, that you can't be a Shushvin Lenachri. Someone who takes him to the chuppah because los is chatein bam. Well, los is chatein bam means you're not allowed to marry them. Yishami extends that you shouldn't aid in their marriage either. If that's the case, says the Taretz Mima, sounds like you shouldn't uh, be involved in shiduchim either. I would just suggest the following. Um, we live in a very immoral world. We live in a world where, I say this even though I just heard Rav Ashwais talk about how lucky we are to live in the most moral world that the world has ever been. But, but in, in, in the sense of the value of family and the family unit and the family structure and our rios in particular, we live in a very immoral world where, where, where that idea of... And, and, and we also see society degenerating on that front. Um, additionally, the statistics of people who grow up in families that don't have a stable environment where there is two-parent home, etc., are, are frightening. It's not that a person who's born into one-parent family has no chance. It's just that it's a lot harder. Um, and it has nothing to do with inner city or not, black, white. It's, it's, it's growing up in a, in, in, in a, in a one-parent home. It's just statistically your chances are much, much worse. To the extent that we can promote a lower crime rate, that we can promote a family unit, that we can promote the idea of a basic moral uh, definition of, of, of marriage, 
I would think that begadol, that's a good thing. You have to steer clear of the potential isurim, but I would think on the larger scale, unless it's a mefurish isur, that those would be good things to encourage. Uh, that's what I would have thought on my own if I was entitled to, to an opinion. Uh, the postkim that actually talk about it, uh, in the Tshuva's Beis Sha'arim, Yerdeus and Reish Chav Zayin, he says, Shomer nafsho yirachik mizah, that a person should avoid this unless it's your parnasa, you should avoid it. In the Tshuva's Makalacha, also Machmir. Maria Sad is Mekel. Rav Zilberstein su- suggested that we should try to be Machmir unless it, you, if they might otherwise marry a Jew or if you're running a dating service and you just can't turn away you know, non-Jews who, uh, who come for your dating service. That's a Mishum, mishum Eva. But again, Shanila me, I would have said that uh, you're probably doing a, a, a what is a benefit to society. Um, and it's not clear that there's any Avera, not that clear that there's any mitzvah either, but, but I would have thought that it fits more into the middle category of being, you know, middle category leaning a little more toward mitzvah in the sense that you're being a nice guy and uh, being a nice guy with a yarmulke on your head is always a really, really good idea. So, uh, but, you know, I'm not entitled to an opinion. That's what the, uh, the various posts can say, yesh for yesh. And uh, have a wonderful Shabbos, everybody.